Right before he disappeared, people saw Pete diddling two different women in public, separate occasions. I mean, they actually saw him in the act? What does diddling mean to you? I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. And we're back with more season 11. Chris, how are you today? How's Corin Chris going? Corin Chris? Wow, I should change my Twitter Twitter name to that. Change it right uh, now. He's doing okay. <laughs> he's doing good? He's doing okay. <laughs> the sun is out. The other day it snowed, but today it is bright and sunny. So that's all we can really hope for in these trying times. Jeremy, uh, I have two questions for you. One, how are you? And two, do you think thirty years from now, when you're an old man, you'll be you'll be <laughs> looking back and you'll still have the intro to this podcast burned into your memory? Chris, sometimes I barely get through it right now. <laughs> so thirty years from now, absolutely. <laughs> Fair <not>. enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm doing well. It's um, it's a bright and sunshiny day here. I uh, we had a couple of like that late grasp of winter days last week, where it was forty something degrees out, and uh. Corey and Jeremy has been going on walks every morning and uh, just rolled out with you know, shorts and a t-shirt on and got like, was kind of sleepy and, and like autumn is all bundled up with a jacket and a scarf and everything. I got about halfway down the road and I'm like, I am fucking freezing. What is happening right now? We need to turn around and go back. Yo, Autumn, let me get that scarf. <laughs> let me get that scarf, girl. Where would you hide that scarf at? Jesus. Uh, otherwise, things are going pretty well, man. And this is a great episode of Supernatural. Like what a, I, I you know, we're five episodes from the finale. Like we got to start figuring out how we're going to save Castiel, stop the darkness, kill Lucifer, all this mm-hmm. other stuff. We got to start talking about that pretty soon because we don't have any leads. But in the meantime, we have this monster of the week, which is a creature we've never really heard of. We meet other hunters. They're gay. They don't die. They're cute. They're, it's mm-hmm. This is perfect, mm-hmm. Chris. This is a great episode of Supernatural. A lot of good stuff happening on this. And as I told you, I started it with the intention of watching about 15 minutes and then I was going to pick it up the next day. And that didn't happen. I just sat and watched the whole damn thing. It was really good. I love it when something keeps you up all night, especially when it's supernatural. Uh, Before we get into the main part of the episode, thank you so much to the patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. If you're interested, join in and get you access to the discord. You can get episodes of this podcast early and you can also get a wide array of exclusive content uh, where we have covered various things. Uh, Cowboy Bebop, Witcher Conversations, Dr. Horrible. Like, there's a bunch of weird stuff oh, on the Patreon yeah. feed. There's all kinds of stuff on there. So go after that. Uh, go check that out. Thank you for doing so. Chris, what has been happening with What's season up? 11? What has been happening, Jeremy? 
Do you need That's me? That's a question. Do you need no. me to? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not prepared for this, but I can I can improv if I need to. All right. Sam and um, Sam and Dean are back uh, are alive again. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Freshly back from hell, Dean Winchester. Um, okay, so I just want to say normally I start this by writing last time on Supernatural. This time I wrote last time on Earth. <laughs> Whoa. Which is true. Yeah, I mean, that is true. It's the last time but, we were on Earth. So, uh, last time on Earth... Uh, no, alright. Last time on Supernatural, Earth, Heaven, and Hell, and that powerful powerful dark force in between started really heating up. Saved from her untimely demise by a powerful backup spell, Rowena has returned to rally the recuperating Amara. But when the darkness proves to be even greater than the ancient witch imagines, Rowena once again finds herself teaming up with Sam, Dean, and Crowley. Together, they summon Lucifer, attempting to either give him the power to defeat Amara or help Castiel take control of the vessel once more. No one's really sure of the game plan on that one. But just when everything turns upside down, it's none other than Amara herself who saves the day. With Lucifer and subsequently Castiel now under her torturous control, the boys will need to act fast to save their fishy friend. I, I dig it, Chris. I very much dig it. You went all in on that Thank one. You. Good job. I, I, yeah, I don't know what, what came over me. Season 11, episode 19, The Chitters. This was written by Nancy Wan, directed by Eduardo Sanchez. It aired on April 27th, 2016. Sam and Dean meet a new pair of hunters. In a small town in Colorado, mysterious disappearances happen every 27 years. Sam and Dean head to the town to investigate and meet two hunters who have a personal vendetta against these once-in-a-generation monsters. Um, so we start out 1989 in Colorado with these two young brothers having what is like for me and supernatural, a wild conversation, especially in 1989. This is crazy. Uh-huh. Um, um, basically yeah, the, big brother is just like extremely chill. Yeah. He's super cool. Uh, the younger brother is talking about how he kissed his boyfriend for the first time. Um, and the older brother is like, Hey, look, I'm super excited about that. And we're about to have a baller time fishing together because it's 1989. And that's what kids do before they had phones. We went mm-hmm. and fished. Um, it's not true. We just play video games. <laughs> it's 1989. Y'all, <laughs> there was around. What are you doing? Believe in me. Yeah, um, but the older brother is basically like, yeah, that's cool. But like we live in a small house town and you know, not only will the local bullies pick on you, but like everybody in town will make your life miserable. So like, be careful. I thought that that was going to actually be in sharper focus throughout this episode. And while Jesse definitely struggles with people's perception of him, it turns out it's actually not really because of this. Yeah, which is interesting. I also, there was another kind of um, false flag here as well. Um, a red herring, if you will, uh, where the brother is talking about like when he turns 18, he's going to scoot him off to California Um, but they, they need to save up a bunch of money and he has this like special nickel that's worth about like $900, which like, yo, (laughs) what are you doing? Carry that around in your pocket. My my good man. Hell of a nickel to have when you're out fishing. (laughs) Um, and like the the younger brother is like, let me see the nickel. And like, he pulls it out and like, I was like, oh, well that nickel is definitely 112% cursed. Like that's got, it's got a ghost. There's a ghost touching it right now as you're touching it. Like Jesse has the ghost (laughs) curse now. Like it's 100% going to happen. But no, instead, Jesse goes off to pee. Uh, Jesse is the younger brother, by the way. And the older brother, um, while Jesse is urinating in the woods, starts yelling. And Jesse runs out and sees his brother getting dragged away by some weird mutant creature. Yeah. Uh, and before we can really react to that, splash screen. And we are into the main part of the episode. Yeah. Do you ever wonder if it's like, do they have to start every episode the same way after the cold open? Um, do other shows do this? 
like uh like criminal minds is i don't know why that comes to mind like i'm pretty sure they have like overarching <laughs> you're gonna make kinsey so mad right now go ahead go ahead in in <laughs> in that show they do like you know they have there'll be like a main plot that comes up like three times a season or something i think but then every otherwise it's like just like procedural whatever it's not monster of the week but like case of the week mm-hmm. like do shows like that have to do the same thing at the beginning of every episode where they catch us up going like, well, still can't find the killer. Anyway, I've got this other case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't know who's hunting and killing our parents and, and making them perform weird sex acts on each other before yeah. they like crucifying them in downtown Washington. But, but there's a killer on the loose in Louisiana. We got to go take care of yeah. first. Y'all We got to go check it out. Um, yes. Short just, answer is yes. I've like, I, I watch okay. a lot of serialized television and this is definitely something that uh, will happen where like, Oh, Hey, like warehouse 13 is a good example of this. Uh, Warehouse 13 has a like a perfect t- premise for Monster of the Week episodes where, oh, hey, here's a mystical artifact and we have to figure out what it does and save people. Uh, and then meanwhile, like the two leads will be like, can you believe what she did when she was, what about Paul? Like they'll talk on the way over there. Very similar to Supernatural. So Okay. I just, yeah, I think my biggest complaint about season 11 right now is that every episode starts with them in the bunker. One of them has been up all night and the other one is like, usually it's Dean studying. And Sam going like, man, come on, like, we, we gotta, we gotta just work. It's every episode, and also it's fine. one of them it's is totally usually fine. eating during this process. Like yes, one of them is yes. bringing food into a room that they should not have yep. food in. It's you know a minute, two minutes of the episode tops. It's totally fine, yeah. but it's just getting to a point where it's like, oh man, this is really, really is every single episode. Last episode might have been an exception because it followed so many other plot lines, um, but it's just. I just it was a thought. It was a thought I had. It's a conversation we've now had, and now I know this is how procedural shows go. That's a okay. So Sam has a case. Um, I expected him to be like, "We've pulled up this old case from 1989. We're going to go solve uh-huh. it." But nope. Uh-huh. Instead, uh, it's a current case from the same town where a bunch where a somebody has gone missing, um, and then got kidnapped by a weird mutant. But plot twist became the weird mutant uh and they talk about that it has green eyes they wonder if it's a demon and i'm like you guys have never seen a demon with green eyes before like what like are you getting things wrong like you're a monster of the week podcast (laughs) what what are you doing um but they decide to go off and meet with uh, Sheriff Cylon from Battlestar Galactica. I don't know if you recognize this chick. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, I did, and now I know why I recognized yeah. her. <laughs> she was also in um, whatever show that Jensen was on, like whatever Dark Princess show. I don't know what it was called. So. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's dark, what it was. definitely Dark Princess. And if Dark Princess was Dark thing, Princess starring Jensen. <laughs> 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 it's going to be the sequel to Supernatural. It's going to be Jensen yes. Ackles, Misha Collins, and it's Dark Princess, and everyone's going to talk princess. princess. <laughs> yeah. um, so she has not one, but six missing persons. Um, she doesn't have any leads. All she knows is that every 27 years, something like this happens. Um, and Dean and Sam are both like, well, that seems weird. And she's like, I just can't handle talking about that. We only going to talk about the current case. And I'm like, all right, calm down. Right, Cylon, lady, like chill out. Say. Stop pretending to be human yeah. already. What are you, what are you doing? Cylon? Um, yeah, come on. Uh, we're going to get a bunch of nerds yeah. correcting me because she's not actually a Cylon or something. I don't remember guys. I don't remember <laughs> that series very well. Okay. But Sam and Dean keep calling her a Cylon and she doesn't get it either. Um, so yeah, she, uh, she's wants to focus on, on today's case, essentially. She's only been at this job for for two years, right? Um, something something like that. Yep. She's new to town, but she knows that the town's got some weird history. She knows that the old sheriff like up and left, um, and she knows that the witness to this most recent disappearance 
um, is telling a tall tale that she personally does not believe because um, it was 420. Hey, and, Chris, um, and what is today? Yeah. Today's 420. Today is 420 as of recording. So we are we have picked a good episode. She was a she was a ganja gamer, dude. She's ganja gaming. <laughs> Uh, she was 420 friendly on her Instagram account. I uh, I can't play video games while high. Like that's just not a thing that I do. I, I don't think you've never mentioned if you partake. I'm not gonna put you on the spot too. I don't. To, no, to, I don't. To, I don't. To, like so, say if you do or do it's not. A lot, it's a lot easier to just admit to not doing it because I don't. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't remember how cool you were. So thank you for. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not very cool. I would immediately fall asleep. That's been my experience. Sure. Yeah. No, dude, you gotta have the job. Like we eat, it keeps you awake. Um. <laughs> So Sam and Dean decide to split up. Uh, Dean's going to uh, go interview Ganja Girl, and Sam's going to go look mm-hmm. at quote unquote reports. Um, the Ganja yeah, Girl, I don't know. Ganja Girl tells <laughs> Ganja Girl tells Dean that um, the thing was naked and pale. It, the eyes flashed green. It was also completely hairy, hairless and vaguely man shaped, but it did not have uh, any genitalia, and which inspires Dean to call it junkless for the rest of the episode, which is a pretty yeah. good name. I typed out the term. I was like, oh, so she's describing it. And I'm like, in my notes, I'm like, uh, okay, the, 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 the person shaped, but it doesn't have a gender. Okay, gotcha. Moving on. And then as soon as I typed out that, Dean just goes, it was junkless. <laughs> it's like, all right, all right, that's one way to put it, Dean. All right. It's a good one. It's a good one. Um, she also describes her friend uh, when she found her friend after she got kidnapped. Uh, she was standing like straight up. She was shaking and she was making this weird, like chittering, buzzing noise. And then her eyes flashed green and the friend came after Ganja girl and Ganja girl ran. Um, Dean meets back up with Sam and then makes fun of Sam for doing the weed in college. This is a weird exchange. huh? I have no idea. Um, I, yes, I, I think supernatural is a conservative enough show that it thinks that Sam smoking weed is like, something to like poke at i don't i don't know it just seems like such a normal thing granted i live in massachusetts where it's just fully legal so <laughs> i don't know I just oh we'll get it again i don't do i don't i don't smoke so you know i don't know i just want to um, i just want to remind like not only you but the listeners at home that dean d- d- actively participated in the slaughter of several demon possessed humans and drained them of their blood so that Sam Winchester could then drink it to hold the power of Lucifer in his body. <laughs> but, but no smoking a little weed and, and smampered yeah. you is a little too much for Dean Winchester. Yes. A little too much. But Sam's like, I was 18 and also it was probably oregano anyway, which is way funnier. Which is super and, funny. And a way better twist on anything. Dean should be making fun of Sam for that time that Sam thought he was baked when he just smoked oregano. <laughs> That should be the joke here, because Sam Winchester would smoke oregano and then think he was baked. Oh my god, man! I would, yeah, dude. I'd- there was these two kids, these weird, these two weird brothers who, um, who kept thinking that they would get uh, uh, fishbowled while they were like outside, and it was the funniest shit ever. That people would be like across the lawn smoking weed, and they'd be like, "Oh man, I think I'm getting fishbowled." Right? I'd be like, "No, you're not. You're not in the back of somebody's car. What the fuck? You're is- not in like a stinky gamer room. You're just outside." What the fuck are you talking about? Fishbowled? Oh, getting fishbowled? Oh, like when you're like so say like me, me and the boys are all sitting in in the car, and the windows are up because it's winter, and oh, they're all getting hot high. boxing, hot boxing, hot boxing. Yes, yes, okay, yes, okay. yes. hot boxing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sorry. You got to use weed slang with me, Chris, because I actually yeah. do drugs. All of my friends were, you know, that was they were extremely into it, but I was the one nerd, and I'd be like, "Can you please um, can, drop me off at the convenience you, store so I can, can pick up some Sour Patch Kids?" Can you roll down the window, please? My name is Chris. You mind rolling it? Um, I'm not. Eyes, I'm not sure if you heard me. Eyes. I'm not sure if you heard me over the Black Sabbath record, but could you please roll down the windows? <laughs> 
Excuse, guys. Guys, I need to play a JRPG guys. and I can't do that when I'm high. I, a, guys, I have my PlayStation Vita on hand at the moment, but it's difficult to concentrate on Persona 4 Golden. Um, if you could just roll down the windows, please, for just one minute. This, this game has a lot of status effects, guys. I got to keep my head straight, okay? I don't want to. I don't want to get I, frozen. The last thing I need is a status effect. <laughs> uh, I know you guys can hear me. <laughs> So, uh, after he makes fun of Sam for doing weed, um, Sam finds a original witness that's still in town and they go to meet Etta, who is an extremely horny for Sam lady who tells them all about her experience, uh, which is kind of weird. So her husband was one of the people that disappeared back in 89. Um, they, they find out that he had just cheated on her with two other women in town and um, she says that they were caught publicly having sex, and that shortly afterwards, all of them disappeared. Um, and we're going to see later, like, what happens when people get possessed by this monster and have sex, and, like, how anybody thought this was just normal outdoor sex is beyond me, because I don't know. the one time we see it in the show, it's, it's outdoor sex of two weird-looking fuckers, and then they all attack the humans. So, like, what? who reported yeah. this, and why was she mad at him cheating? I guess they saw them from afar, but yeah, there's a big old misunderstanding. Um, that's why she never filed the missing persons report. Yeah. Um, because she just assumed that her husband like fucked off with with two other women, and was, she was just like, "Yeah, screw it." Um, so Sam at this point smells white sage burning in the house, mm-hmm. and she gets real turned on by his nose for herbs. <laughs> so, um, she okay. So this is where that this woman reveals that she's leaving town to stay with her sister for a bit because every twenty seven years this thing happens, and like. Yeah, it's probably nonsense, but she's a little suspicious. She's a little superstitious. Um, and there is a legend in this town about people getting the chitters, quote unquote. Um, essentially, they go nuts. And according to her, they have orgies in the woods. Then they go missing. Um, <laughs> Grandma reading some nasty ass books back oh, in the yeah. day, man. Oh, yeah. Granny was reading some uh, great books. What's up? Some real good. She was reading Dark Princess starring Jensen Ackles. Um <laughs> And yeah, so the sound that they make is what they call the chitters because it's just this weird kind of like rattling uh, cicada sound, I guess. Yep. Um, yeah, it's interesting. So yeah, she just wants to she just wants to get out of town for a little while, let all the stuff blow over because she's a little uh, superstitious about it. They ask her um, if, of course, uh, she's, she's <laughs> they ask her if Cran ever said anything about the green eyes, and she says, "Oh yeah, she said that their their bodies were so possessed with lust you could see the green in their eyes." And as she's saying that, she is like eating sam winchester with her own eyes like it is mm-hmm. like it's to the point where sam is a little bit comfortable with it if you know what i'm saying like it, it, is, yeah. is this chick a werewolf is she trying to eat yeah right it's now? it's turned over the corner from just like a woman being into him to some but something a little bit less savory and he's suddenly like Whoa. he's way into it uh um, sam and his gigantic log are into this they leave yeah. there's a weird thing where he's Sorry, like what <laughs> nothing go ahead what, what were you saying something uh so yeah these two, two kids are walking home uh, they stumble upon some chitters in an alleyway. Chitter orgy. Uh, they get a, Let's get it. Chitter orgy in an alley. They get attacked. Um, the guy gets attacked, and the girl is able to run off. Um, and um, then we cut to Sam and Dean and the sheriff now interviewing this girl. Um, she tells them what she saw in that alley with the chitters going wild with the chitters, Jeremy. Um, <laughs> Getting chitter crazy. She um she recognized basically everybody she saw in that alleyway because it's a pretty small town. Um and I think uh oh yeah, everyone that she was able to ID is actually somebody who was currently missing. Yeah. So that was like 
The sheriff's bugging out now. Yeah, yeah. The sheriff is like, that's the coach diddling, like, some woman, diddling the librarian who is, uh, you know, I'm, and I'm super good friends with the coach's super pregnant wife. Like, he, she is kind of like, what is going on in my town kind of thing. Um, they, Dean, they, after the sheriff gets kind of freaked out, Sam and Dean leave, Dean gets a call from the weed girl and says, hey, I saw my friend come out of the woods. Uh, they decide to split up again while Sam goes to check out the alley. Also, which we never see. I think Sam is actually getting high in this episode, Chris. He's always like, I'll be right back. I'm just going to, I'm going to go look He's at reports. He's calling up Libby or whoever, <laughs> or Libby's friend who didn't get turned into a monster. Um, he's like, you get that toke? He keeps using really outdated slang because he's he went to college like 200 years ago you got any grass um, girl you got any you got, you got any funny cigarettes she's like leave me alone old man i don't care how tall or hot you are you're weird is your name dave brubeck it. because i want to make some time with your jazz cigarettes oh my god yeah. wow yeah okay okay Sam winchester <laughs> with the fucking hits right there damn <clears throat> God, I hope that Dave Brubeck joke worked or all of our jazz fans are going to be really disappointed. <laughs> all the jazz fans are like, you take that, take back what you said about Dave. <laughs> Never again. Never again. Do you dare you talk about Dave? Um, I'm glad you went with, with Dave Brubeck because it may be one of two jazz artists that I know. Uh, Dave Brubeck, Miles Davis, and who yep. else? That's it. That's, that's it. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Bitches Brew and On Time. Those are my two favorite jazz yeah. albums. Oh, you yes. said them all. You said all the ones I know. <laughs> I knew all of. I didn't know they went in that order, but I knew all of those words. <laughs> uh, Dean rolls up uh, and finds uh, Ganja Girl's friend all chittered up, uh, and immediately gets tackled by another chitter guy. And um, as they're struggling. Ace, another dude comes up and chops the chitter's head off. And as the first guy is like helping Dean up, a second dude rolls up and just starts stabbing the chitter guy in the chest multiple times. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's, you know, it's an aggressive move. Mm-hmm. Um, dare I say, um, it's kind of hot. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no, no. I'm thinking about when he cut the, the other guy, cut the guy. Um, what's his name? Caesar? Caesar. Caesar's he's got he's just radiating a lot of masculinity. We got we got to we got to say Cesar right from because that's the only way they say it in the show and I don't want you to. Get, oh, is that how they say yeah. it? Sorry. <laughs> so I actually never heard his name okay. throughout the entire episode, um, and I just looked it up on IMDb. Uh, after. <laughs> there was a weirdly a bunch of stuff in this episode that I could not hear. There's something that like Jesse says at the end of this episode. I had to keep rewinding it trying to figure out what the hell it was. Oh, weird. Um, I don't know if it was just an audio issue for me. Anyway, never caught this fella's name. Cesar, excuse me. Cesar. He's hot. That's what I was saying. Cesar is hot. He's, he is super Jesse, hot. Jesse's a little bit more emo and, and like he's dealing with a lot. Mm-hmm. The stabbing in the chest thing. I Yeah, that's not what I meant to refer to. Okay. That, that's, <laughs> it definitely sounded that's like. That's a little bit much. I really enjoy watching this this handsome man kill a monster over and over again. Um, no, that. Yeah, that part was a little much. I do take that back. So they are, of course, hunters and they immediately go to the bar so that they can catch each other up on their hunter lives. Uh, Dean, even though he's in the middle of fucking like racist, you know, sexist, homophobic Colorado is like, you got any microbrews on tap? Can I get some microbrews? Because it's definitely not like standard, you know, old Milwaukee out there. None of the beast. Mm -hmm. Um, Jesse and and Cesar have been together for seven years. Um, They've been hunting uh, Bazan, which is this monster that they're uh, chasing. The, The Bazan is this weird Malaysian forest thing that comes out every 27 years possesses people like basically puts something in their mouth that lets them possess their bodies and then they use those bodies to reproduce and then everything goes back like they reproduce they lay some eggs and then they go back to sleep for 27 years 
Yeah, I had an entry from Dad's Diary up, but like you literally just said all of that was in oh, there. Oh, my so bad. We haven't done Dad's covered. Diary in a little while. So. We got it, dude. You covered it, dude. You had that, you had that entry memorized. <laughs> what is the show that people keep telling us has D- Dad's Diary in it? I keep It comes up on the Discord. I already words. forget. Yeah, yeah I, I already I, forget. I can't remember what it was, but uh, anyway. Uh, Jesse... As you mentioned, Jesse has this kind of aggro energy. Um, they've been, this is Jesse from the cold open. If nobody has figured that out, mm-hmm. um, he has grown to a big and strong man. Um, he refuses to go in the town and follow up any leads in town because he hates this town so much. They not only did his brother die here, but like the entire town turned against him. Even his mom, and to some degree, like thought that he had done some wrong things. We're going to find out all of this over the course of the episode. But as him and Cesar, who was like, you know, it's, it's kind of foolish to not like talk to people in town. Uh, they started arguing. Dean makes a, oh, you guys sound like a, like a, you sound like two brothers arguing. It's like, oh, it's actually like an old married couple. And it takes like a couple of seconds for the penny to drop. And thank God Dean's not like super uncomfortable about this or anything. Yeah, he's normal. He just, he takes him a second to figure it out. Sam's big, so he doesn't even fucking know. Fuck, Sam is point off in his fucking head, dog. <laughs> Sam is chasing the fucking white Sam, rabbit. Sam like 15 minutes later is like, What's up? What? what? You guys were a couple? <laughs> Did you guys say something? Did you say Bazan? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> like, Sam comes in with this energy, like, when Dean waves him down to come to the table. Sam walks in like he's never been to a bar before. I don't know. There's just something about him. <laughs> there's, a, there's a moment where, because Dean leans over, or like turns around and like flashes like the other beer sign at the waitress and the waitress comes and yeah. hands Sam the beer and like Sam does like a like a, a quadruple take at her and I yes! <laughs> I don't like I in my head I was like was that Misha Collins like like really trying to crash the scene or something like I was wondering if this was some backstage annex that these boys get like to get up to but otherwise it just comes off as fucking weird like he has never yeah, had a woman hand him a beer before checking out the waitress has he, yeah, he's never been served by a woman before he's like whoa is that allowed is this okay are we are we allowed to do this am i like it's because jeremy it's because he's baked. do you have any grass can i get some more grass please <laughs> he's so baked it's like you, you when you get so baked that you just don't you, you're trying really hard to act normal but instead you just seem even weirder oh yeah oh yeah definitely, definitely. that's what he's doing that's what he's doing i made the mistake of um i was at a parade one time and i was um i don't know if you've ever been to a parade black or otherwise but um i have Yes. <laughs> um, I was completely trashed. Um, uh-huh. And some of it was, you know, other stuff besides alcohol. Uh, and I get a phone call and it's my dad who is also downtown for the parade. And he's like, you should come meet us uh, where you're going to we're going to eat a bunch of food at this restaurant. You can have some food. I was like 18 years old or whatever was broke. Um, so me and my friend like roll up on my dad and all of his adult friends, me and my friend are completely trashed. <laughs> and mm-hmm. to this day, my dad reminds me, it's like, do you remember bringing that chick? And I'm like, she was just a friend. She's like, yeah, but you guys were wasted. Like, what were you even doing? And I'm like, <laughs> you invited me. Like I wasn't, but I was struggling so hard the entire time just to try to keep it together. And I have no idea what I, I barely remember anything about this day besides the stories that I've been told since. So yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah, one of the very few times that I ever did partake, um, I tried to order a steak and cheese sub, even though I didn't really like those at the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm lactose intolerant. And I went into this this deli place, and I'm just staring at the menu so fucking hard. And then I, it's finally my turn to go up in line. And me trying as hard as I can to just be normal, like, how oh, it takes steak and cheese, please. I just could not. <laughs> could not hold it, could it together. Chill. I could not chill. And it, I mean, it was probably like one, like the second time I'd ever like been like that. So... Uh, and that's what, you know, it just, it never really worked out for me. 
Um, I did get my steak and cheese, but that is major Sam Winchester vibes in this episode. Yes, yeah. Sam is pretty much stoned throughout this whole thing. Um, there's a really good line when when Dean finally realizes that these, these two dudes are a couple. He's like, what's it like settling down with the hunter? And Cesar says, smelly. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> that's... Mm, like, you guys could just take showers. <laughs> like, that's not a problem, right? <laughs> not on my watch. Oh, okay. Um, so, Jesse fills uh, everybody in on pretty much everything, um, and they decide to split up. Uh, oh, there's an old sheriff angle to all of this. There's the old sheriff yes. of the town that didn't give anybody uh, any, any, basically just left. He's like, oh, I don't believe right. any of this. I'm going to go to a different town and just, like, be in the woods. So Sam and Jesse take off to go visit the old sheriff. Dean and Cesar decide to keep looking through the woods to try to find the burrow where all like we're basically where the nest is. Um, um, in the car on the way there, Dean and Cesar talk about basically the wounds that hunters carry and the way that that really messes up your life. Um, and even though we're well aware of everything the Winchesters have gone through, every once in a while seeing it through somebody else's eyes really brings it home again. Um, I think you and I both got kind of got a little bit emotional later in this episode absolutely some of jesse's stuff it's it just made it real again you know um we can come become a little bit desensitized um to i guess the winchesters like you know past and their struggles because we spent so much time with them that it's easy to forget some of the minutiae sometimes um, no matter how much we love the characters so just kind of being reminded of that stuff it, it brought all these feelings out again and it, you know, it was good um but they talk about how you know Hunters always lose somebody and how they always want to get revenge and how getting revenge never seems to ever fix anything. Um, and Dean says, uh, but you got to help them get that revenge anyway. And I think that was, you know, it's just part of it. I like this line so much. Uh, mm-hmm. Like this is. In, in a way, I think it's Dean being a little um, untruthful mm-hmm. or at least maybe not like I don't want to say lying, but definitely being like, oh, yeah, man, I definitely get where you're coming from. And he definitely does. But also, like, you could tell Cesar is not 100% into this, whereas Dean is always 100% into this. Um, oh, yeah. But I really oh, yeah. like that line of, like, he, but you got to help him get that revenge anyway. Like, even though it's not going to work out for him, they're not going to be happy afterwards. Like, you still got to help him because that's what you do. Um, mm-hmm. And it's and it's cool because we, we flash from this to Jesse telling Sam about his brother and about nobody believing him, about even his mom and all that stuff. So it, you get kind of both sides of this $900 nickel, I guess. Um, yes. <laughs> where, you know, Cesar is having these it's still in these these emotional kind of trying times and you know but cesar is only is obviously doesn't have like why is cesar a hunter like what 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 killed whoever in his life to make him a hunter is the question i kind of want to know but um, it's just good at cutting off heads and he was like you know what <laughs> i'm gonna stick with this <laughs> i love it i don't get baked all i do is work out and rip heads dog that's what i yeah. do yeah. uh but so yeah it's this is this is fun and it like jesse Older Jesse, I believe it's is like a little bit too much of a hothead throughout most of this episode, but it's uh-huh. so fucking well done at the end that it retroactively makes all of his all of his stuff perfect. So, yeah, he um, yeah, he's just he's just pissed off. Yeah, basically, this town just is like, for lack of a better term, it's like triggering him. You know, none of these people believed him when he said what happened. Uh, the most traumatic experience of his life. Nobody believed him about um, and that that put a serious chip on his shoulder because it wasn't like. A, a terrible man came and took his brother and nobody believed him that it happened. It's that something that no, literally nobody would believe like a monster, a life changing thing, something that isn't supposed to exist, took his brother. And uh, yeah, that'll do things to you. Yep. Um, Dean and Cesar run into the woods. Uh, Cesar gets attacked. 
Dean runs the thing off. Uh, Cesar is hurt and tells Dean to go chase it. Uh, we switch back over to Sam and Jesse, who were starting, who'd got to Sheriff Cochran, the old sheriff's uh, house. And Jesse is kind of immediately hostile to this guy. Um, and Cochran seems kind of taken aback that all of this stuff is happening again. Uh, meanwhile, Dean tells Cesar, like, hey, I chased it, and I think I know where the, the, the burrow is. We got we to gotta mm-hmm. get after it. We think they're protecting the females. Uh, that's why the males are, we only see the males attacking people. And they decide to go into the burrow. And then we get this kind of longer scene with Sam and Jesse and Sheriff Cochran, um, with Sheriff Cochran being like this older guy who seems completely ashamed of his past and just seems to be like trying to while his life away in some sort of misguided attempt to punish himself for doing something bad. Um, it takes a while and for everything to come out, but eventually we find out like he kind of knew everything. Um, his daughter got infected and he found his daughter. He found where all of the bodies were. They were already dead. His daughter had killed them. And, you know, he tried to save his daughter. His daughter turned around and had green eyes and a mouthful of teeth and like tried to attack him. So she had to, he had to kill his daughter as well. And Jesse, instead of hearing this and saying like, oh shit, this is a kindred spirit is like, fuck you old man. Like you made me think I was crazy. Like you had, you and I together could have maybe solved this and people wouldn't have thought I would, I have issues because of this. And you told me that I was a freak and Man, like that kind of raw emotion, which is so impactful in this kind of like random monster of the week episode. And it was so, yeah, it was, it was like, it's a huge connection to this character. We've had a lot of unstable hunters throughout the years, but most of them, I don't know, they're more like Gordon, where they're like, you know, they're hardened with the life, but they really fucking hate vampires and they're going to do anything it takes to kill them. Mm-hmm. But they're, but they're beat down and they're like, yeah, man, well, that's just part of the job. Where Jesse, he is on the surface with his emotion, and it's all coming through, and he's not jaded. This It hasn't worn him down. This pain is as sharp as it was when it began. Yeah, 27 years ago. Um, one thing I, f- I forgot to bring up in the um, then segment, which I know you don't get on Netflix, it's like, it ba- they basically do a full segment on like, you know, we're not the only hunters out there, and it shows a wide variety of people that you would not recognize, because <laughs> they were only in for one episode. Like, do you remember yeah. the Terminator-looking like chick in that one episode that Crowley killed? She, like yep, she died? Yeah, um, yeah, like she shows up in the, in the cold open, and I'm like, what? <laughs> yep. Well, we got Pete, we got Irv, yeah, we got Carlos, you know. Tracy. We, those, guys, those guys we know, Tracy we know, of course. Hank the Hunter um, but, from the last from la- couple episodes ago. Hank the Hunter, mm-hmm. Hank the Hunter, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, but you know we we know all those guys it's the other ones ones. through the years we don't know as well pete's cell phone pete's cell phone man that's a guy right there memories on that thing rips all over the wall right Um, yeah seriously so cochran eventually tells them like yeah i know where they where they are um and uh he tells them it's in i thought he said old mines like dean and cesar start breaking into what looks like an old hospital like there's no moisture anywhere, so it's, there's not. It's not a wet pipe factory, but it's basically one of those. Um, Dean, this is like some of the like weirdest and out there body horror stuff we've seen from Supernatural. Like Dean starts sneaking around and starts seeing these women who are very obviously dead, but they have pregnant bellies with like green worms floating, like luminescent yeah. green worms floating in their bellies. And I'm like over here, like Jesus fucking Christ, like supernatural. You've been kind of chill lately. And like, look at this. Yeah. What the fuck? They Nancy went all Wan? out. Like <laughs> what's going on? We're in, <laughs> we're in the woods. Like we're, we're in weird caves and mine shafts and shit. And then we're seeing this weird body horror stuff. And it's so brief. Yeah. We only see like the one shot basically of the, of the pregnant belly. And it's, yeah, it's, it's very strange. And it's very, um, 
it's it's cool i guess it's just cool that they're doing this this feels very x-files and i'm I'm into it yeah uh both dean and cesar get attacked uh cesar manages to uh stab the the chitter i've already forgotten the name of him and cut its head off uh dean loses his knife and it's just to get a shovel and goes full-on fucking like crazy person and cuts this dude's head off with a shovel which is great um they find more pregnant bodies and dean is like i got about a half a can of gas in the truck in the trunk like (laughs) we're gonna burn this shit down and i really like there's no ultimate fight with the monsters here like i think i think that was really kind of interesting like we didn't have the big villain speech and we didn't have the mm-hmm. like they just find these things that are obviously monsters and they can't save any of these people so they're like well we got to kill all these things and when they go outside to get the gas jesse and sam show up and jesse like ignores the gas can and it's like before you got to burn anything down i'm gonna go in there and look and there's this just awful heart-wrenching scene where jesse has found the the body of his brother uh who he could tell is his brother still because it's been kind of mummified to an extent and is like finds like the pouch that he, the brother kept the nickel in, um, which if it wasn't haunted at the beginning of the episode, definitely now, now. for sure. Definitely. Bring them back. Do a haunted coin episode. <laughs> haunted coin is coming back. 2020. But, but, I mean, if that thing was worth 900 bucks in 89, I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's only going to be yeah. worth more now, right? Yeah. It's worth approximately zero barrels of oil right now. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, he finds his body and he's just like breaking down and, you know, Cesar is like, we're going to give him a, a, a righteous, not a righteous, we're going to give him a, a real funeral. Proper, proper funeral, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's going to give him a righteous funeral, dog. It was pretty righteous. Yeah. It was pretty righteous. Um, but yeah, like this is this fucking destroyed me, Chris. Like when he sees it, yeah. his dead brother's body and he's like, just starts openly sobbing, like props to um whoever was playing Jesse. Well, they, they list two guys, Lee remore and valen shindy i'm guessing valen is the dude is the older one um but uh yeah props to that actor for like really selling this stuff yeah it's good it's good it um i believe it is it's lee who's the older one i have imdb up oh cool okay <laughs> um wild yeah it um it, <laughs> i can't believe that little white dude's name was valen <laughs> way to go bud <laughs> it's a it's a powerful scene and isn't earlier where he just tells sam like he was a really good brother and like just something like that, like oh man, that fucking hurts. Because giving his his circumstance, and his brother was so understanding, and and just supported his brother, and wanted to get him out of there so he could live a fulfilling life and not stuck in some like stinky conservative town. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just raw human emotion for a minute here, and then we cut to the next morning, and they're they're doing the hunter funeral for the brother, and um, surprisingly, there is not that hey, I've gotten revenge and now I feel empty inside because this is all I've been living for thing. Like, Jesse and Cesar seem genuinely relieved and happy. Yeah. Like, they, they like, hug each other in front of mm-hmm. the, the funeral pyre of this dude's brother, which is, you know, makes sense. Um, Sam and Dean have a conversation. Uh, I, I like this conversation from Sam where he says, you know, as a kid, you and dad would go off hunting and I never knew if you wouldn't come back. Like if you got killed by a vampire or Rougarou or whatever, like what I would do, it was always so daunting to even make those next steps. Like I could barely plan it. Um, and it's like, that's a, such a real emotion for, for Sam too, to, to go back to that, those times where he was literally left alone without his family and like worrying that mm-hmm. they're going to die. Um, and Dean brings it up and is like, you know, these two guys, like 
we're kind of struggling with this Amara mess. Maybe we should get them on our side and they could help us. Like, you know, that a fresh set of eyes on this, like some more muscle, like we could really use a team up. And I'm like, Oh shit. Like, are they changing the format of the show? Like what is going yeah, on? Yeah. Um, and of course not like as they're leaving, Cesar says, you know, we, because they're like, as you mentioned, they're very chipper and Dean kind of asked about it. And he's like, Oh, well we had kind of an agreement that once we were able to do this, uh, we, we, I think he says hang our, our boots up or hang our spurs up or hang something. Hang our spurs up yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, I get, were they planning on riding the Brazan? Is that what the Spurs thing is? I don't like going to just get a mount like it's an MMO. What are we doing? What are, I think that's just an expression. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I want to explore this pretty deeply, Chris. I want to talk about okay. riding the Brazan okay. some more. Like it's a mount from okay. bl- from Blizzard's epic MMO World of Warcraft. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but they say they're going to retire. They're going to race horses in New Mexico. And um, they're like, unless you need some help. And Dean's like, no, nah, bro, y'all, y'all, y'all get out of here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it makes for this really it's, poignant moment at the end. Mm-hmm. It's not often that a hunter gets to the finish line. And I think Sam and Dean are both like, you know, pretty glad to kind of just like, let this one, let this one go. Um, but yeah, time to start living. They say time to start living. Uh, and man, what a great episode. Like they, Sam and Dean drive off into the sunset essentially. And that's, that's pretty much the end. And, there's not like a lot of stuff here that I think normally you and I would grab our teeth onto. Like there's not a lot of meta plot. There's not a, like a lot of Sam and Dean emotion stuff, but uh, it's just a really solid monster of the week. And it's a really, really solid side character week. And I man, I'm here for it. Like this is up there in my favorite monster of the week episodes now. Yeah, this is, this is a really good one. Um, it feels very supernatural, supernatural while still being something a little bit different, um, focusing on other characters. Um, it was like Sam is just gone for a lot of it. And I, I didn't, I wasn't even worried about it. That's because the, the driving force of the episode, it's not super deep, but it's like a kind of a fun mystery and it's a weird monster. And it's just a little bit different. It doesn't focus on a villain speech, like you said, or like, uh, or anything like that. They're not even a huge threat. They just like take a couple people and they're not like conniving vicious creatures. They're just like these weird cicadas trying to procreate and like <laughs> reproduce and that's it. Then they sleep for 27 years. And there's something about it that just allows us to get a kind of, you know, fun, spooky monsters, but mostly just focus on these new characters. And it all comes together really well. God, can you imagine sleeping for 27 years, Chris? How fucking great. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, dude. (laughs) Sign me the fuck up. I am ready. I am ready. Let's get ahead on the podcast. Let's record some additional episodes and let's get let's get after it. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I agree with all that. I especially like, and just to point it out one more time, like the fact that there was no, you know, knockdown Kung Fu fight at the end of this. Uh, there wasn't a Brazan that like woke up and was like, we're actually here to take over America yeah, through yeah. your Slurpee machines or anything of that. Like, it was just like, here's this, like what very much feels like a natural, like supernatural, like it doesn't even necessarily feel supernatural to be honest with you. Like, I mean, outside of like the green flashy eyes and stuff, but it, it does actually kind of feel just natural, right? Like it feels mm-hmm, like it's just mm-hmm. a, like an environmental threat. Like they moved in here and it's not even haunted. There's just some weird shit in these woods that kills yeah. people every once in a while. Like yeah. the same thing could be said about like the first time, like tigers started killing people. And before they saw a tiger, they'd be like, nah, dude, right. it's long. It's huge. It's got claws. It looks like a, like a giant cat. People are like, nah, bro, get the fuck out of town. Get out of here. And it keeps You're having crazy. orgies. <laughs> it keeps having orgies. <laughs> fucking tiger orgies i love it we're just not prepared to handle that kind of heat ready for tiger orgies man uh um 
so yeah, that's the episode. Uh, any any last thoughts on it? Uh, no, this is this is a good one. This is a solid one to to watch. Definitely, obviously, like we're saying, it's it's a short podcast episode because it's straight and it's to the point and it's it's packed with good stuff. But it's all just like, hey, straight line. Let's go forward. Let's do the thing. Yep. So thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we very much appreciate it. Thank you for everybody that's been leaving reviews and comments and adding us in various places to let us know they're listening. That's super, super, super nice of you. And we very much appreciate it. Uh, thanks to all the patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Um, you can go over there to support us directly. If that's what you feel like you can do, that'd be super great. Um, you can get episodes early. You can get access to that hip happening discord server. If you join the discord, you need to have a very important answer prepared which is what's your favorite fish and why is it castiel <laughs> um <laughs> thank you to everybody that's doing that um if you are interested in hearing me and chris talk about emoji for some reason we're in the middle of hand week or hand year uh-huh. more or less hand uh, year. come yeah, come hand listen year. to that over at thinkingface.cool uh come find us over we're getting close to a feedback episode chris we're like a month away Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you're new here, if you haven't listened to the previous seasons, we uh, we do a feedback episode at the end of every season. We have a guest already lined up, so don't even worry about submitting your applications. We've already picked one out, have, had it picked out for years. Um, very excited to, to, to bring them on. We're going to talk about all things season 11. So uh, yeah, send in your questions and comments and concerns to us at monsterthweek.cool slash contact. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with... Ooh. Chris, I'm wondering, <laughs> I'm wondering how well, how how good your memory is for actor names. Okay. Rob Benedict returns. Oh, okay. I know who I know who he is. All right, word. Bye, everybody. I thought you were going to say bye there. I thought I was too, but I didn't. Um, so they do it. In a, this is where it begins, huh? This is where it begins. This is where the thing begins. Ooh, punch the mic. Yeah, this is the this is the. Thing. I gotta admit, on paper, not a big fan of this thing. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. So you maybe you have known about this for quite some time. For a long time, and it was you know that was always the rumor at the end of season five mm-hmm. when we didn't know what season six was going to hold. Was like, oh, I think such and such is such and such. Um, and I was cool with it then, just because it was like, oh man, yeah, wouldn't that be crazy? Well, guess we'll never know. That's fine. Um, and then when I found out that they were actually doing it, first I was kind of bummed that they uh, spoiled it, or that I, or I had it spoiled for myself. Um, and then I was just kind of bummed because I was like, oh wait, in practice, I, I I don't think I like this idea. I think it's a little bit too much. And um, yeah, I don't know. It just sort of ruined some of the charm of the idea. Yeah by putting it into practice and i know people love the actor and they're you know just happy to have him around and stuff like that so it'll um, be interesting because i i i remember um being kind of negative about this uh particularly a scene uh, that has to be coming up soon that i i just remember cackling at how stupid i thought it was at the time so it'll be <laughs> interesting to see how i react with this with this with this watch uh, you know yeah. under my wings so um. But yeah, like I said, so I'm just, it's all just secondhand stuff that I've taken in. Didn't like the idea, but I'll give it a fair shot. I'll do my best to not hate on it. Um, cool. We'll see. We'll see. All, all right. right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> bye. Oh, yeah. We're still recording the podcast. Huh? Okay, bye. <laughs>
We're both experiencing different technical difficulties. We are. Uh, yours is extremely important because it's work-related, and mine is less important because it's a fucking podcast. I was thinking about cracking open a couple of beers for the podcast, but then um, he wanted to go early, and it's only 3.40 here, so I can't really justify <laughs> drinking at 3.40 in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, I just exercised. Um, not for very long. Wait, I guess I should start recording. Otherwise, I'll just forget and then never do it. Okay. Now I'm recording. Yeah, but are you using the right mic? Yes, I tested it. <laughs> Um, how does it sound? Does there seem like there's like a lot of interference right now, or like not at too all loud? Because I'm straight up just I'm leaning back in my chair, holding my mic. Hey, hold on one second for me, man. Okay. I thought you were sneaking in. This podcast to have a bunch of outtakes, and you know how vicious I am about not including outtakes in this podcast. You didn't tell me that by the time I gave you a smooch was like. Did you see the still beans? I did. Look pretty cool. Yeah. I guess I spent my smooch time looking at steel beans. Love you. I love you. Sorry about that. She taking the Yoda? She's taking the Yoda. She just looked back at me. I was like, just move it over there by the Yoda. And she looked back at me and said, don't call her that anymore. I guess it's better than Undra. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Just t- put it by the Yoda Undra. <clears throat> uh. Anyway, you exercised. Oh, dude, yeah, I exercised for 15 minutes on my 15-minute break at work. Word. What'd you do? And, Some squats? Um, so, you know, Salmon squats, push-ups. <laughs> the easy stuff. I had to go outside because I can't do it anywhere in my house. Every time a truck drives by now, my whole, my whole house shakes. So I, there's no way that big boy Chris is moving around indoors. Went outside, feeling good, feeling the sunshine, um, and I decided to do a bunch of jumping jacks because I've been my back has been sore. And yesterday I did some jumping jacks, and I actually like it helped me loosen up a little bit. So I did three minutes of jumping jacks for some dumbass reason, but like I'm so out of shape, and like the impact of like jumping over and over again on my fat guy legs just sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like my knees, are, my knees are fine, or you know, all that, but like my calves were like killing me. They were turning to mush. Uh, and my heart was beating out of my chest and it was a, it was a rude awakening. It was a real wake up call, uh, to my, to my unhealthy ass that hey, I um, need to start hey. you know, exercising for real. So since the, since the quarantine, uh, Autumn and I have been walking every day we walk about a mile, mm-hmm. uh, which is absolutely nothing. It's nothing like it's a, like not only is it not a lot of exercise, like it doesn't even like it doesn't burn a lot of calories. It's not like it's not particularly like it's good for you because like any physical exercise is, but like it's just sure. not a lot. Like going to a gym and running on a treadmill is way better. But um very quickly realized that like my old shoes, my sneakers are like not equipped to for walking on concrete. Uh, and like I would come home limping, <laughs> and one day like I just I just told him like, can we just skip today? My legs hurt, and she's like, you. Yes, that's fine, Jeremy. I could tell she was just so disappointed. Like Autumn yeah, works out yeah. for hours and, you know, she's extremely strong and svelte and all this other stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not that. I am definitely not that. Yeah, I just did 15 minutes of cardio and I'm fucking coughing up phlegm and shit. Yeah, like, you're uh, wiped out. Uh, 
I don't think I could do the podcast. <laughs> here's that. Here's that marble red from 2017. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've smoked in two years, but oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> it's bad, dude. It's so bad. Uh, man, I talked. To, I've talked to a lot about exercise on this podcast, and um, I'm. It's weird. I think I just would like to have the option at this point. Like, I just mm-hmm. it. The amount of exercise that I'm doing, because walking to the end of the road and back um, at first was really cute because like we don't really walk around that much. So like there's some cows that we usually drive by yeah. or whatever. So it was fun and, and all that stuff was cool. Then the, then it got a little warmer and the bugs came out. And then <laughs> then you've seen everything. And then it's just a like all of a sudden the, the newness wears off and it's just like, can you hear a car coming around the curve? Oh, yeah, a car is coming. We need to move to the other side. Um, and then it takes a solid like 45 minutes in my morning, which is fine. But I got so much better exercise when I just drove to a gym, worked out for 45 minutes and drove home. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Any fun? You guys, you could jog. Have you ever tried jogging? Oh, dude, let's stall it down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, Chris. <laughs> Who wants to jog? Like, you want to look Wait, like a I, fucking idiot? I mean, come on. I told you I had to sprint home the other day, right? No, no. Were you getting creamed? So I, um, <laughs> I, I went out for. I, I have to still like punch in and out at work, um, even though I'm working from home. But I went out for like a, a 15 minute walk, which is what I do at work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I figured I would do it at home and just like do like a little like circuit around my neighborhood and then come back. Cause there's like enough little side streets that I can circle back basically at any point. Um, so I decided that's what I would do. And then I look at my phone and I'm like, Oh, I have six minutes left. If I turn around now, I'm going to get home in like two seconds and, and I'll have all this time left and it won't be much of a walk. So I'm just going to, you know, go over here, go down the street, take a left there, go and circle. And then, you know, I'll be, I'll be good to go. And so I take those two turns that I'm thinking of. And I get back on my street, but I'm like way down on the other end. And I live on a very long main road. Um, and I checked my phone. It was like, oh, you have like a minute and 45 seconds to get back. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. I'm far away. So um, my fat ass just had to full on sprint. Couldn't just jog. Full. On. I mean, and again, it wouldn't have mattered if I had punched in a few minutes late. But in my head, I was like, oh, fuck, I got to go. Got to get the fuck so out of here. Fully sprinted down the street. It was another jogger on the other side of the street looking normal. Very fit, very healthy, traveling at a normal pace. And then there's this just giant, unhealthy mess of a man with a disgusting mullet just pounding the pavement. And I will give myself some credit. I'm pretty fast. (laughs) Just not for a long period of time. But I was really moving, Jeremy. I was moving. Uh, And there was an old man walking directly in front of my house with a a mask on and everything, like trying to be safe. And he's like, you know, kind of half steps away on the sidewalk, expecting, oh, the giant man sprinting is clearly going to, like, you know, run into the road, get out of the way, and not come barreling directly towards me. He doesn't know that he's directly in front of my front door, so I was like, move over. You gotta get over. coming through. (laughs) So I'm just full on, like, sprinting as fast as I can. Like, Sam Winchester just saw a hot werewolf situation going on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was moving. Hair streaming. I'm sweating, making ugly faces. There's a werewolf funeral, and Sam Winchester will not be denied. I will not be denied. It's the combination of his two hottest places, funerals and werewolves. That's that's right. That's where he picks up all his chicks. Um, And so this old man, he just gives me this one brief look of terror as he realizes i'm not getting out of the way at all i'm not slowing down he's probably like is he gonna knock me down is he gonna mug me is he gonna cough on me and give me the roan at this this hour at this stage um 
And I just, that's all I saw from him. I tried to give him a little smile, but I was, it, it was, I was grimacing. I was panting. I was barely getting enough oxygen to my body at that point. Um, after this is just to remind you like a minute and 30 seconds of running. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it hasn't been that long. It's been one minute and 30 seconds of me sprinting down the street. I'm trying um, to think yeah. of the last time that I like did a full on run situation and I can't really remember when it is. Uh, Man, like maybe when Autumn got thrown and she called me and she was like half conscious or whatever and crying and I was like, but that was just like from my front door to my car, right? Like right, that was right, it. Like that right. was that was. All That's that more was. of a scramble than anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was much more of a scramble than a sprint. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I can't mean, think of this thing last time I actually like ran for my life or whatever. <clears throat> I would. Uh, I mean, I would go to the gym and and run on the treadmill and stuff like that. Um, but I think the last time I sprinted, I was in college. Just we were like near the football field or I don't know. It was a bunch, a bunch of people. And some girl was like, oh, I used to like run whatever, blah, blah, blah in college. Um, she was trying to race everybody. So for some reason, I just decided to race um, with this athlete. But I won for some. I won the race somehow. So I just believed in my memory ever since I was like 19. that Yeah, I'm fast. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a super quick boy. Yeah, <laughs> I got ups. I, I got um, ups. Yeah, I can definitely dunk if I wanted to because of my speed. <laughs> That's the way that yes. it works. <laughs> That's, well, that's what I've always assured everyone. Yeah. It was like, Chris, you want to play b-ball? I'd be like, no, I can't because I'd be dunking on everybody. I got ups. That's not fair. And everyone's like, has anyone ever seen Chris like dunk anything? <laughs> 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 look um, i could dunk i just need to get interested in basketball that's always that's been, right that's my big hurdle with just about anything is just getting interested in something like i could be that's right if i got like super interested in the gym i could be buff i could be like yeah shredded have that- you seen my gamer score dude if i want to be buff what <laughs> have i seen it chris you have a better actually we haven't compared our, our gamer score only our psn trophies what's your gamer score at? do you know do you know what your microsoft gamer score oh is it's like right it's like twelve thousand tops a word okay you're so you're that's right you're a sony pony aren't you yeah 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 that's that's correct that's correct oh by the way you you did compare our trophies recently yes um but that was before i had updated my trophies I have I've had a platinum since I had last updated. Are you so serious? Let's go back and uh, you know let's go back and reevaluate oh, everything. Shit. Oh shit! Oh shit! I don't even know how, to, how I did that. Now maybe it was on my phone somehow. What's happening? Let's go look. Let's go look at it. I, I wish I, I found myself wishing Nintendo had like a. I like I I don't get why people hate trophies so much. Um, like I I find myself like when you do something in the game and it's like bing that was cool. I'm like yeah, yeah. that was fucking yeah. cool. Um, Fuck like yeah. when I when I, I accidentally just, I just did shot- a bunch of squats as Cloud instead of doing them in real life. <laughs> Exactly. Um, when I shot that dude's head off in Resident Evil 2 on stream two weeks ago, mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. popped a trophy for it, and I was so I was in such a desperation to get away from this <laughs> enormous man in a trench coat that I was like, I don't even know what that is. I'm just yelling into the mic, but it was cool that I, it happened, is what I'm saying. It was very yes, cool that it yes. happened. I love, I like trophies. I don't usually like hunt them down unless it's something that feels very doable, or if it's a game that I really want to keep playing. Yeah. Um, like Final Fantasy VII, for instance, at the remake, I might go back and and do that just because it's not impossible and it gives me a reason to keep playing it. Um, but yeah, they can be um, they can be a hassle. Compare trophies. But overall, here we I go. Enjoy them. So we found go. it. Yeah, yeah. Crimson King. I'm gonna I'm gonna dox you on the yeah. on, on this podcast. Yeah, you can dox me. Crimson King one one eight. Right. Mm-hmm. Is there an underscore? Oh no, there you are. No. Here we go. Here we had go. that since um middle school all right so oh it's not that bad you're at 18 and 34 percent and i'm 17 and 38 percent so 
What up? So you get to 19 first. <laughs> so you get to, you want to, you want to, let's race to 20. Let's do that. Yeah. What, catch yeah. me playing like Naruto to get like a thousand cheap right. coins real quick. Right. See, the problem is because I'll play like Trails of Cold Steel and it'll take me 255 hours yep. and I'll get three of the trophies. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like probably halfway through Resident Evil 2 and I've barely even looked at it. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm t- I actually, I don't even see Resident Evil 2 on here. Oh, here it is. I'm 22% and you're 37. So. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I didn't do uh I didn't do a lot of extra stuff in that. Oh my god, um, you only get two percent on Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Seal 3, Chris. What's up? Yeah. That's, that's like the a, well, complete the tutorial thing. What are you what are you doing? That's um that one I've only just started. I've only put about ten hours into let, that. Let me see if I could just go through here and shame Chris for things. Okay. <laughs> okay. Shame Chris for stuff. Well, I didn't know you okay. played that much Code Vein. Huh, interesting. I beat the whole game. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. I didn't remember that. Uh well, it shows here that you've played Final Fantasy NT Dissidia, but you did not earn any achievements for it. I turned it on, yeah. And then I was like, I don't think I want to play this. Do you know you can delete those now? You can just delete them off of your thing and oh, they, cool. they won't show up, which I thought was kind of cool. Cool, cool, cool. Wow, 45% on Sekiro, huh? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's no 100%. Chris, I'm going to shame you right now. Uh-huh. What uh-huh. is this? What, what is, is what? Peach Beach Splash. Oh, yeah. That's an um, anime boob game. Me and Jess played that game. It's an anime boob game. What is this? You, um, It's like an arena shooter on a, on a beach with anime babes. Okay. You it's, shoot, really, it's not good. It's you, not shoot, good. you shoot off their clothes or what's, what yeah. happens here? Um, no, you don't shoot off their clothes, but it basically like it might as well, you might as well. Um, it's not good. Me and Jess played it like once and we were like, well, we thought this was going to be funny and it's not. So. It definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just saw the like the little screenshot for it, and it was just anime babes all the way down. So I was like, mm-hmm. "Whoa, that's that's mm-hmm. not what I was expecting from my boy Chris." Yeah. Um. What up? So you a- finished Final Fantasy VII? Oh yeah, I did. Uh, I guess we haven't recorded since then, huh? No, yeah, no. We talked on the mic a little bit about it while we streamed this weekend. By the way, everybody yeah, should uh, watch the Twitter for streaming stuff. Yes, definitely. Um. Yeah, I had gotten a text um from one of the IRL boys. Asking why is everyone so mad at the Final Fantasy VII remake ending? I was like, oh, I didn't know that they were. <laughs> but it turns out, yeah, people are, and I, don't, I guess even the fact that people are mad is like almost a spoiler. But so I was expecting, I, I just the worst, I guess. Like I thought it was gonna like ruin it for me, and then I I finished the ending, and I was like, oh, that was I love it. I love this game a lot. Um, I said it on Twitter. I'm trying to like be vague because obviously it, the game just came out. It's it's you know a decent sized game, so um, they everyone just kept comparing it to Kingdom Hearts, being like, "Oh, it gets all Kingdom Hearts on me," and like people say that like it's a dirty word, and I understand. Um, but I think the developers were were being very creative with it because they're creating a remake of a game that is already in the world. It already exists. It's beloved by many. You know, a lot of hardcore gamers have already played Final Fantasy 7 and they know everything about it and the people going into this remake already know everything about it. So, I think it's it was creative of them to go into this knowing that. It's it's a uh, I don't want to call it like a meta game cuz it's not. It's still a Final Fantasy 7 remake. Like it's still following the story beats doing the thing. Um it doesn't turn out that you were Snake the whole time or some bullshit like that. But it um it, it's just messing with the fact that this is a known story, um, and it's also messing with the fact that it knows people will be mad about changes. 
it just seems it seems a little bit self-aware in that regard. And I think it's something that we don't necessarily see in video games a lot. And I think it's a pretty surprising thing to see in a Final Fantasy game. Um, but it just it does seem to be making commentary almost on itself, on its on the existence of a remake of this game. Um, and I, I'm, I'm just talking vaguely around it. I think we're gonna have to do a spoiler cast on this at some point. Um, but I, I like what they did. I think it was, it was very creative and, and creative is the word that keeps coming to mind. Um, because I don't know, just imagine if you, if you, Jeremy and I, I guess we, we recorded a podcast and somebody 20 years later says, re-record that podcast. Um, you're not going to just like make the audio better. Like you're going to want to do something different and new with it. First thing I'm going to do um, is make the boobs smaller. That's, that's make the, the boobs. Got to make smaller. the boobs way smaller yeah. to piss off Which the, is just, the hardcore Je- monster I, of the week. So fans. Jess, Jess saw Tifa and she was like, holy fucking shit. People were complaining about this. Yeah. That yeah. is insane. Girl is racked up. I mean, she's got, it's, she's got, she's got boobs yeah. for days. Yeah. Um, it's, I said this on the stream the other day when, we, when you and I were streaming, just listeners out there. If you're playing final fantasy seven, you don't need to go to Twitter to tweet that you love Tifa. We know you do. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like that's all. That, that's all my tw- Twitter timeline is: is Tifa and Aerith like being mm-hmm. in love with each other, or being shy mm-hmm. with one another, or that kind of stuff. It's like, beautiful. It's- they did a great job with their relationship in the game because in the uh, original, there's just not a lot of time for a lot of the characters to talk to each other. Everyone just sort of talks to Cloud because he's the protagonist, and like there's no voice acting or anything. So you just have to go up to somebody and press X if you want to communicate with them. Um. So Tifa and Aerith never seems to communicate, and because of the weird love triangle in the game, people, fans over the years, I think, have assumed that there was some sort of animosity between their characters, and that's 100% like never, you know, been there. So they made a, they made a nice little lady friendship in there. I, um, lady friendship makes it sound derivative, but it's not. It's nice. I, uh, I follow this person. I interviewed them for, uh, for the Dark Souls podcast. Um, he writes, like, Bloodborne fanfic and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and his project on twitter has been to do a bunch of reno rude shipping stuff uh mm-hmm. and it's been funny watching him interact with other people on the timeline of just being like yeah this game was made for me like it's nothing <laughs> overt but there's so much content here that's spe- that did not exist before specifically with these two characters and it's weird because i've not played final fantasy 7 to completion i've only gotten to that first like we're leaving the city kind of moment um mm-hmm. but it was like so I, I don't know who these characters are but then all, all of a sudden my timeline is just flooded with these like d- handsome boys <laughs> wearing Reno long Rude, coats yeah. wearing matching yep. earrings for some reason what are you doing guys i don't know everyone thinks that reno is the is the cool one because he's got like crazy red hair and these little like face markings and he's like uh the skinnier one and whatever just tradi- like a traditional look at final fantasy character but no 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 uh, real gamers know that Rude is the better of the two. He always gets his sunglasses knocked off, and he always has a second pair on hand to replace them with. That's... He's way cooler. He's bald. He's he's a baller. He is honor. All right, guys, honor, honor, and <laughs> honor and sunglasses. He might as well be a Bushido, from what I understand. He might how, as well be. But how he might honor as well works. Be. <laughs> but those two guys are part of the Turks, which are basically like, I guess the simplest way is to call them like they're like the yakuza, or they're almost like the, you know the mafia. But they work specifically for uh, Shinra, this, the company, um, which also might as well be the government. So, like, I don't know. They're like undercover, like FBI guys, except that they were bad. Okay. Um, do, do you ship the two of them together? 
I mean, yeah, why not? I mean, I d- I'd never have, but why not? <laughs> Starting now. <laughs> if you want some um, hot, hot fanfic, man, I got I got you covered. I got the hookup. All right. You got the hookup. Good. Got the good. Hookup. Um, so <clears throat> other than Resident Evil 2, what have you been playing? Uh, Breath of the Wild has been my own. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I got back into Breath of the Wild. I figured, like, now is the time. If it doesn't happen now, it will never happen. Right. Uh, uh, I'm finding myself weirdly doing the exact same progression that i did in the first game which was which was when it came out so that's been like two or three years ago now i I played it on the wii u and i specifically like started this run thinking okay i'm going to engage more with the cooking system i'm not going to let myself get mad at like the weapon durability thing and having to constantly like change weapons i'm just gonna go with the flow Um, but i also want to do some stuff different like i don't want to just go through the same exact progression and like the game does like just let you do whatever you want to. Like it has very little like of it's like you have to go do this now outside once you get your like basic abilities. But I don't know. I guess it's just like habit. Like I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go to this town. And I'm thinking, I think I did this before. <laughs> so <laughs> I end up doing the same um Divine Beast first, uh, which is the Zora one, which is the the giant elephant. Mm-hmm. Um, I got stuck on the same puzzle before realizing that, you know, you could move the trunk using the map screen or whatever. So ah, that's, that, yes. that solves that kind of solves a lot of puzzles for you there. Um, so, yeah, just a bunch of stuff like that. And I, I, I don't know, like that game is really, really good. And I desperately want to like it more than I think that I do. Like, I'm still playing it mm-hmm. and I still really, really want to see it through the end. I just man, like some of the like physics stuff is just such a bummer. Like you you the main way to get money is to find these minerals which you can then sell for large amounts of cash which you can use to like invest in arrows and you know additional food and things like that uh and then so i find these like three weird little islands they're these extremely tall (laughs) extremely tall very very tiny islands that are connected with these wooden bridges it's all the way on the east side of the map out of out in the middle of fucking nowhere and they're just covered in these like rocks that produce minerals and the only way to get the minerals is to explode the rocks at which point the minerals just fly off the cliff into the ocean oh, <laughs> hundreds of feet down. Like it's just so depressing. And I'm like, ah, no, I don't like this. Like, uh, how do I fix this? Um, so I've just started skipping some of that stuff and I don't know, like I, I'm still really, really liking it. I just, I, I, I just want a normal fucking Zelda game. <laughs> like, I hate to say that. Like, I just mm-hmm. want wind waker Two. basically. Funny, I was getting these texts last night in that uh, group chat. Um, one of my friends is playing breath of the wild for the first time right now. And it's just like, yo man, like, this doesn't feel like Zelda. This sucks. No, like, I'm not yeah. enjoying this at all. Um, now, I always assumed that I didn't enjoy Breath of the Wild very much. That's not to say I like, hated it, even though I did tell you one time that I hated it. You did. Um, I, I just had like a, a soured memory of it, I guess, because I had a lot of bad experiences playing it where like something would happen and I would get frustrated and I just not want to continue. I always assumed that's because I'm not a very um, big Zelda fan. Um, I've, I've played probably five of them total or something like that, but I've missed a lot of the big ones. I've never played Ocarina of Time. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I just assumed that was a me thing. And I have heard over the years, people say like, oh, if this wasn't a Zelda game, Breath of the Wild, if it wasn't a Zelda game, um, it would not be held in such high regard. Um, I don't know if that's true because again, it's like, I feel like I'm not the right person to be making that call. Um, it's hard, but because, like yeah. my my instinct is to say like, oh yeah, it would never be as popular. But like, you could make a Zelda submarine game, right? And right, like, people would buy it because that Zelda on the outside of it, and people are obsessed with that series because it's 
at this point been going for like 40 fucking years now. Like it's been there for most of my life. And I would, I would do that. Like I bought phantom hourglass despite thinking like that, that had the lamest gimmick and guess what? It had the lamest gimmick and I didn't play it. Um, <laughs> but like, I think I feel like the, the stuff that's missing from this are like actual dungeons, um, which is like the, the, the idea of a Zelda game, like at its core being like, you have this world to explore, you find a dungeon, you get an item in the dungeon, you use that item to kill the boss at the end of that dungeon and then that item lets you access more of the world it lets you explore the world uh, mm-hmm. some more that doesn't exist in this game because of the way that they specifically target it to be open world like your four main abilities that you get are just handed to you at the very beginning of the game uh, which is great that's fine like a, like it just makes it even better but mm-hmm. you also get four abilities from like killing these huge bosses which are the only kind of quote-unquote dungeons in the game and those are just don't matter like there's never a moment where like oh shit i got the i got the hook shot and now i can i can get to all those places mm-hmm. where i saw hook shot mm-hmm. things and get those get those chests or whatever um there's no right. there's none of that like they just hand you a boomerang at one point <laughs> like you just find one it's <laughs> like oh they don't even tell you how to use it like it comes back and if you don't hit a to catch it at the right moment like it just smacks you in the face it's great and you lose hearts um jesus and the and the, the replacements for the dungeons which are either the divine beast stuff are, are, which are pretty slight. Like there's not a lot to them. And then there's the shrines, which are like one puzzle centric thing. So, you know, Hey, in this one, we have to figure out how to get a ball from one side of the arena to another side of the arena using this crazy physics abilities that you have. Mm-hmm. And it's fine, but it doesn't feel like a, a specifically crafted dungeon. Like a lot of Zelda, the Zelda stuff right. has. So, I don't know, man. Like it's it's definitely not what people think of as a Zelda game, but it's also like I'll, I'm never going to tell anybody to go back and play Ocarina of Time at this point. Like mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. like no, absolutely not. I mean, the uh, farthest you should go back is Wind Waker. Like Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, and Skyward Sword are all like really solid entries in those series. And then you know the classic is Link to the Past. Like always, go back and play right. Link to the Past. Wouldn't it be nice if they put any of those games on Switch? Right, <laughs> right. They even, I mean, like they, they could. I feel like they could click a button and put Wind Waker HD on the Switch. <laughs> like I feel like they just a, uh, and then it's on there. Um, now Wind the Waker, I, could, I didn't play a lot of, but I was like mystified the entire time playing it on Wii so U. Good. I played the remaster of that, and just like the first time you get out on the water and like look out at the world around you, and the art style lends itself very well to just being like slightly upgraded. You know, just make it a little bit crisper. You can put it on a new console, and it still looks fantastic. Oh yeah, when they put it on uh, Wii U, like it's it's it was an amazing upgrade from the original GameCube version. And I've played I've played Wind Waker probably more than I've played most of the Zelda games outside of like Link to the Past because Link to the Past is pretty breezy once you get into it. Um, I think you should play like if you have any interest whatsoever, play the new one on Switch. The uh, shit, Link's Awakening. Oh yeah, um, I do want to play that at some point. Um, hopefully I will because I, I tend to like those Zeldas more, which is weird because I almost always prefer um like 3d games like i guess twilight princess would be the example of that um but i tend to like the quote-unquote 2d uh zeldas a little bit more which is yeah it's just something about them just really works for me yeah the especially this one like it's maybe 10 or 12 hours like they specifically tell you like they have a mechanic for telling you where to go if you get lost like it's not super difficult at all like there's a hard Mm -hmm. mode in it but i have no idea why you would ever do it like even without (laughs) going out of my way to do side stuff i ended up with plenty of hearts and like extra stuff to finish bosses and things like that and 
And those in that game has actual dungeons. Like you come out of yeah. a dungeon with an ability and you're like, oh shit, now I have the fast boots. So now I can f- jump farther and get to these Gotta other love places. Them fast boots. Got them fast boots. You might go Jordan fast <laughs> boots, dog. <laughs> Shout out. Naughty three bulls. Uh, yeah. But yeah, play Zelda. That's um, what I'm saying. Okay. All right. Actually, I'm I don't playing care Final Fantasy nine. Right I know. Now. Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I was pretty far into it, and then I'd stopped, and I'm like, all right, I'm on a Final Fantasy kick. Let me go back and finish that. I picked up um, it, the most random place possible. I had to go in and do a card tournament mandatory for the story, and I'm terrible at the card game in this. And I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my ass kicked, and I was all stressed out about it. I'm like, I'm not gonna want to play this game. This sucks. Like, I'm never gonna finish this now. And I went in, and I won every round on my first try. I was like, I don't know what just happened, <laughs> but we're good to go. I won. It's done. I'm through. Maybe it's this really easy. I don't know. Yeah, That's awesome. All right. You want to talk about Supernatural? Uh, yeah. I was just going to say Final Fantasy, but yeah, Supernatural. Yeah, yeah. You want to get into our Final Fantasy podcast? That's the thing. Let's That's what we'll it. do. People keep asking us what's we'll going to happen after we finish Supernatural, and it's just going to be, we yeah. start with Final Fantasy 1. <laughs> yep. I've never played it. I've never played it. I can't imagine that it's good, right? Like it's, it's like going back to Dragon Warrior One or something. Like it's just yeah, not it's got to have like enjoyable elements, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. Like I feel like it'd be good with save states and like a trainer, so that you could just like, oh, I have yeah, infinite yeah, yeah. whatever, so I could just breeze through this and see like the historical stuff that this game, these all these other games are based on. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, cool. I gotta find my notes. Let's. I just closed my notes for some reason. That's very much unlike me. You're just getting all fired up. (laughs) Season 11. Since I've been, um, I've been working on my laptop so much because obviously working from home. Um, so I finally started uh, uploading all of the random CDs (laughs) that like come with like collector's editions of games and shit. So I'm just listening to the most random fucking music right now. I did it because FF7 came with one, and the music is great in that. Um, but yeah, it, like is, it came with a physical like, CD? Yeah, it came with a physical CD, which like, I n- never, ever use. Unless I, maybe I'm in my car, I'll put it in one time if I can remember to do it, and then that's it. Wild. Why did, All right. So I just disconnected. It just, I just got a thing, and I disconnected from my, my work session. I'm like, dude, I wasn't logged in. <laughs> Being weird. Uh...